This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? Another episode of The Dream Take After Dark. It's here already Friday morning on the East Coast. Still Thursday night in the H and in Phoenix where the Rockets played the Phoenix Suns tonight. Not the result we wanted to see. Final score, Suns win this one. Was it 123-111? So a 12-point loss for the Rockets. It's their their sixth in a row and not what you wanted to see, unfortunately. But there were a lot of good tonight. 
with the bad. And I'm here to talk about it all on this episode of The Dream Shake, presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on Estimation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and we'll keep it short. We'll keep it sweet tonight. Uh, hopefully, we've got our, our my Nuggets guy, C.T. Fazio, coming in at the end of the show. So I'm excited to talk about that in preparation for the next game of this five-game road trip against the Nuggets. But let's talk about this game, the Suns. Rockets tonight first half looked pretty solid the Rockets they held their own in that first quarter but the second quarter may have been one of the best quarters of Rockets basketball this season thus far a 31-20 victory in that second quarter for the Rockets and what I liked is that they were getting they were they were penetrating the basket they were they were trying to get fouls and you could tell there was a heightened sense to get to that free throw line tonight. And to me, that was the thing that stood out to me the most. The Rockets went to the free throw line, got 28 free throws tonight, hit 24 of them. That's pretty solid compared to 21 of 23 from the Suns. Not a huge difference when you compare both teams, but the Rockets did put a lot of their emphasis tonight in trying to get to that free throw line. and. I think it worked, definitely worked in that first half. But what we've seen from young teams, this isn't just a Rockets thing, this is a young team issue. It's hard to put four quarters of solid basketball together because if you get that second quarter and you play like that through all four quarters, there's no question the Rockets win this game tonight. But it comes with learning and it comes with getting things together. And I've been on the sidelines the past few episodes. Mike's been holding the fort down, Ray Lucas as well. And the thing that I think is bothering me the most about this team is turnovers. Is the, the, the Rockets are a turnover machine at this point. And I looked up before the show, they lead the league in turnovers. And it's not even like that close. Uh, before tonight, um, we have the... Houston Rockets committing 20 turnovers a game. The 29th best team, or the, the second worst team when it comes to turnovers is the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets commit 17 turnovers a game. So the Rockets are already committing three more turnovers than the next worst team in the league. And turnovers are the easiest way to lose basketball games. And look, tonight, the Rockets had 18 turnovers which is better. That average is going to creep back a little bit closer to 20. Maybe it's even like 19.5 or something like that now. But it's not a good thing when we're praising that. And we shouldn't be praising a team for having double-digit turnovers. It's just, not, it's just not something to do, and it's not a winning formula of basketball. And the turnovers, there could be a lot of reasoning behind that. You know, the turnovers could be a sign of just this team is young, this team is, you know, they're, they're wanting to play this, like, high-energy basketball, and the pace is a little bit too fast. And look, the Rockets are one of the fastest teams in the NBA. I want to say they might even be number one in terms of pace in the entire league. Um, yeah, they are the fastest team in the league. So fast pace gets uh, leads to a lot of those. At the same time, too, they also are very fresh with each other. They don't have that built-in chemistry that some other teams have. And I do think that that is part of it too. So I'm hopeful that these turnovers 
will start to take a dip as the games move forward. Look, it's only eight games into the season. We aren't even a tenth of the way into the season. We still have, what is it, 74? That's my quick math. 74 games to go in this season. So plenty of time to get this ship on the right track. And I think nights like tonight, nights like Tuesday night against the Lakers, those nights are indicative of things going in the right direction. Yes, it's not enough to win games, but the Rockets are also dealing with arguably the toughest road trip of their entire season at this point in the season. And it's, it's usually not what teams deal with. Uh, it's usually not what teams deal with, you know, in that, in that first month of the season, but the, the schedule gods decided, okay, let's, let's F Houston right off the bat and let's give them five road games against arguably the four best teams in the West, uh, the Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, Denver, and Golden State. And before all that, they played Utah at home. So, like, they have been really unlucky with this schedule. And, you know, when they get back home uh, next week, they get Detroit. You know, that's a winnable game. So these games are going to get easier. And I do think that this road trip, this team is learning a lot. I think we're seeing things, you know, we saw that game on Sunday. Things look kind of, you know, wishy-washy on Sunday. But we saw a better result on Tuesday. And in some regards, I think we saw a better result today. Uh, even though the game wasn't as close, you know, the Rockets had a chance uh, to win the game on the final possession in Tuesday in, in Staples. And that wasn't necessarily the case tonight, but I do think there were things that lead you to think that this team is making progress. And as long as this team is taking a step forward, or rather just not a step backward, it can be a baby step forward. I'd much rather take a baby step forward than anything backwards. And I think that's what we're doing tonight. So I'm looking at the comments here. I'm at Spotify Green Room. Uh, appreciative to all of those that are staying up late with me talking Rockets. I just want to uh, take a few snippets here. Uh, Joseph says, second half collapse is hard to watch, but it felt inevitable. Uh, Jacob here says, uh, is it too much to ask Aruba to get even a few minutes? That's That's something we can talk about, yeah. So... I think it was interesting. There was something that I wanted to point out. Um, I guess early or late in the first quarter, Josh Christopher looked like he was about to check in. And then he wasn't able to. And then we didn't see him the rest of the night. And that surprised me. I assume that that meant, you know, maybe we'll see Josh Christopher early in that second quarter. Maybe he'll get some run. Maybe he'll eat some of Augustine's minutes. And I was proven uh, incorrect. You know, Josh Christopher, a DNP, CD, once again, and same with Usman Garuba. And it's just unfortunate because you, you have so many guys that you can play minutes, but you can only play five guys at a time. And, you know, like 10 guys played tonight, and Armani Brooks only played five minutes. And this is, I think, the number one complaint from Rockets fans so far on this early portion of the season is that this you know that Steven Silas doesn't play the right guys and I agree I I feel for those fans that feel that way I would like to see more of Garuba and Christopher as well but it's just not what is best for this team right now and I know that might sound odd and you're like Jeremy well what are you talking about these rookies have all of this potential they need to develop. You might as well develop them. Well, yeah, but when you're early in a rebuild, and yes, this team is still very, very early in its rebuilding stages, 
they need to play some group of veterans so that they get a feel of the game as well. You need veterans out there. And I do think that the Rockets have a decent group of guys that help, you know, complement the rookies out there or the young guys. And, you know, those guys are, you know, Nawaba. I thought Nawaba played really well tonight. Um, there was a lot of energy out of him. Eric Gordon, I thought, played uh, decently tonight. There were points where I was a little frustrated with him. He did have five turnovers. But, you know, Eric Gordon is necessary for this team right now. And, yes, you know, Eric Gordon's probably not going to be on this team much longer. And he's definitely not going to be there when the Rockets are competing for championships again. But the thing is, the Rockets need to audition these type of guys to, you know, they need to audition these guys in case they can get them in a trade this February. And that is how it works. Because if you, if you're looking to flip them for assets and you're looking at guys like Brooks or no, not Brooks, but Eric Gordon, David Nawaba and Daniel house, you're looking to try to flip them for assets. And, and John Wall is a totally separate entity. And I don't even really want to discuss John Wall because I feel like we've done the ad nauseum at this point. But when it comes to these guys, Nawaba, Augustine, uh, Daniel House, these guys have to play. They have to play right now because you need to be able to audition these guys for trades so that you can get at future assets for them. Because you can never have too many assets when you're in a rebuild. And at this point, like, we don't have all of the answers yet for this team. This team does need a few more pieces. And you never know where that asset is going to come. It can be the first overall pick or a high pick that, uh, you know, like a Jalen Green. It can be, you know, an undrafted guy like a, like a Jay Sean Tate. But very rarely do these guys come undrafted and then just all of a sudden – you know, are capable of being major contributors on a contender. I do think Jayshon Tate can be a contender, uh, a contributor on a contender today. But that doesn't mean I don't think the Rockets should trade him. Um, I think I'd rather have him on our team because Jayshon Tate, who just turned 26, he could have a career that spans well into his 30s because of how he plays the game. And he is a necessary tool for any team that wants to win a title. And I'd like to keep him considering how little the Rockets are paying him. Um, they are getting one of the biggest contract steals in the NBA by employing Jay Sean Tate at the salary that he's at. So when it comes to guys like Augustine, Nawaba, Gordon, if they are playing now, and, and Daniel House, if they're playing now, if they don't, then you have a chance to possibly get a future asset in return. And it could be a second round pick, but that second round pick could be the missing piece you need to win the championship. And that's just how the nature of the game works. That's where the Rockets are in their rebuild, and it needs to be that way. And I know that might not necessarily be a popular answer among Rockets fans, but it's, it's the truth. And it's the facts. And that's what Rafael Stone and Steven Silas have done. They want these guys to play, but at the same time, having these guys audition to become assets 
down the line is more important than playing these younger guys right now. Because look, the Rockets have a, had a chance tonight. They had a chance the other night. And that is in part because of this veteran experience that is on the court there. I do believe that. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, the Rockets should try to, you know, win or tanks or whatever. But they need to have some mix. They need to have some mix that helps the, helps the younger guys, you know, keep things calm. Because, look, they are the team that turns the ball over the most in the NBA right now. Imagine if you take some of these veterans and put in some younger guys. The turnovers are going to get worse. These games are going to become even bigger blowouts. And in reality, when you're playing teams, when you're down 20 every night, is that really worth your development? When you go in, get your, you know, get run out of the gym, and then you're just playing guys because you have to play 48 games of a basketball, 48 minutes of a basketball game. That's not development. That's not developing your guys when you're just giving them garbage time minutes. And you can't play garbage time every night. It's just not the recipe for success. And I'm not saying that necessarily Garuba and Christopher, and if you play all the rookies all together, that they are going to uh, create a, uh, a team that is going to get blown out every night. But at this point in the season, that is not a winning strategy. It is not a good strategy at all to try to go and get your – Get your shit rocked every night. It's just not something, it's not fun. It, and I know that, you know, it'd be fun to see the younger guys play. I get a kick out of it watching Shen Goon play, even though he was a minus 19 tonight. He did struggle, I think, a little bit tonight with fouls and stuff like that. But I think he, again, showed flashes of someone that can be really good down the line. Um, I thought Jalen Green had some flashes tonight, struggled with his shot, but. Overall, I thought he is showing signs that he's getting better. And that's what I want to see out of these guys is just a little bit every night that leaves me wanting more. And this team has done that for me already in, in pretty much every game so far. Maybe maybe the Jazz game is a bit of an exception. But every game so far has given me a little bit of more rope that leads to the next little bit and keeps me pulling along. And if that's what's doing it for you guys too, that's awesome. And if it's not, then you can take that rope, hang yourself with it, and go find another team to watch because there are plenty more exciting teams to watch uh, other than the Rockets. I think we watch the Rockets because we have some kind of emotional connection to the team um, or things along those lines, or maybe we're just big basketball fans. And and there is a lot to like about this Rockets team. Um, But if you're – choosing to watch this Rockets team because you are a big fan and you're, you're going to ride with them, you know, whether they are 82 and 0 or 0 and 82, um, then you can't really complain if they are as close, a little bit closer to 0 and 82 than if they are 82 and 0. So let me see if there are any more comments up here. Uh, yeah. Rockets are suffering third quarter meltdowns. Jonathan says that is very true. The 12 point, the, the Rockets, got outscored 37 to 25 in that third quarter. They lost the game by 12. So if you take that third quarter away, they were tied throughout the three other quarters. So it's another, another reason that, you know, you got to put four quarters of good basketball together. Tonight they had three wasn't enough. And 
I believe that's it. Yeah, Joseph says that ball movement has looked a lot better, and I agree with that. I think that it has improved a little bit more. I think you're seeing uh, Kevin Porter's a little bit less selfish. I think you're seeing uh, just – I think you're seeing a very selfless team, and you're, you're, you're starting to look at that. I think guys like uh, Shangun and Tate are really guys that embody that, and I think that energy is kind of infectious around the team right now. I'm really excited about that. But if we don't have uh, much more Rockets talk, I do maybe want to transition over to our game on Saturday night. I've got C.T. Fazio, who is a contributor for Crown Hoops, according to his Twitter bio. Hopefully he can explain a little bit more of his work over there. But I'm going to bring C.T. up on the stage to talk a little bit more about this next matchup with the Denver Nuggets. So C.T., I've sent you an invite. Uh, feel free to accept that invite if you're there and come on up and join me so we can talk some uh, Rockets Nuggets on Saturday afternoon. It's a 5 p.m. Eastern tip, 4 p.m. Houston time. I believe that's 3 p.m. Mountain time. So we're getting a Saturday matinee game on uh, Saturday this weekend. So uh, it gives us time throughout the day, watch some Rockets basketball, then have a little bit of fun on Saturday night. So, CT, I've sent you that request. Hopefully you're still there and you're not uh, flaking on me. But if if you aren't there, then we can move on to something else for the time being. Jeremy? Yeah, there you go. Perfect timing. There we CT, go. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, so all, right, all right. I can hear you. I can't see you on my little screen, but as long as I can hear you, that's what matters. Uh, how you've been, boss? I'm doing good, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate for it. For sure, for uh, sure. How's everything going? Uh, you know what? It sucks, man. We just we just lost. I, I absolutely. I know. I was watching the. I was watching the I was, game. I hate yeah, I was losing, watching the bro. Game. And, and every time I do one of these shows, I guess it's like common courtesy to ask the people how they're doing. And it's just like a normal thing. It's a sports a habit, and I think people are a little bit surprised after when I tell them that, man, I'm fucking terrible right now. <laughs> Excuse my language, but. <laughs> you know we lost and, and i hate losing who, who likes losing but uh, other than that I'm, I'm actually doing pretty well so uh let's talk nuggets because uh it's early in the year we're trying to get a feel of these teams you know we we've, we've seen nuggets on paper we've seen them last year but i want to know what the state of affairs is with the denver nuggets as of today I, do they play before saturday i don't think they do because it, it that'd be a real uh naughty naughty move from the nba schedule god that they scheduled it back to back with the saturday uh matinee game that would suck but yeah they don't play between now and friday so uh we are at present day with the nuggets so tell me a little bit more about the current state of affairs with the number nuggets uh so the nuggets right now are, are uh 500 four and four um i think they're four and four i think they've played eight games right now but um yeah, so they've been, you know, they've been up and down uh, to start the year. Jokic is having another MVP caliber type of season. Um, so far, he's been incredible. Without him, I mean, the team would probably be winless, I would say, at this point. But, um, you know, right now, I think Will Barton is, is really taking a step forward as, like, the second best player right now, which is a surprise thing to say. Um, but he's had a really great year. You know, good to see after he didn't really play in the playoffs much. And uh, Aaron Gorn's another player who's really, really stepped up. And, um, you know, he's been worth every penny of the extension that he was given in the offseason. And, uh, you know, finally, I think the the last piece here is Michael Porter Jr., um, where he's had a really, really 
rough start to the year after the first game. Um, he's shooting like 20-something percent from three, which is very uncharacteristic from a shooter like him. And, uh, you know, he's really, like, not confident with his shot right now. So I'm curious to see maybe maybe in the Houston game he'll get going. Uh, they'll start to feed him a little bit more and try to see if they, he can break out of his slump. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a battle of it's a battle of the yep, Porters. Battle of the Porters. It's, 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 a, it's Michael versus Kevin. Yep. And Michael just got a bag. So it does you it know, so he's got a he's got something to prove on this on this deal. But you know, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know Will Barton didn't play a whole lot last year. So Michael Porter did have to step up, especially when Jamal Murray went down. But now that you know, I feel like this configuration mm-hmm. where it's uh, you know, the primary three are Jokic, Barton and my and Michael Porter. We haven't really seen a whole lot of games where that is your recipe of winning. So uh, that that makes sense as to why, you know, the Nuggets have had a, a shaky right. start to the year, a little inconsistent at four and four. But um, I want to know about the rookie Bones Highland. It's someone that we were very high on during our draft coverage. Uh, I don't know how much he's playing yet in Denver. I've heard some nights that he doesn't play a whole lot. Some nights yep. he does. So, um, and with, you know, Saturday evening being, you know, Rockets Nuggets, I think there there might be a chance of some garbage time. So uh, I guess we'll at least see Bones Highland in garbage time, right? But could we see him in legit rotation there? Yes, no, I think I think we definitely will. Um, in the last game against the Grizzlies, he played a good amount of minutes off the bench. I believe he was the only bench player who had a positive plus minus too. But uh, the first couple of games, Bones didn't really get to play much. Um, Malone went with an all bench lineup, but now he's kind of mixing and matching because the bench, I don't know if you have, if you have the stat in front of you, but the, the bench is a minus 24, I believe in, in the minutes that Jokic is on the floor. So it's just absolutely abysmal when Jokic goes out. So I think Bones is a player who's, um, you know, really showing at least off the, you know, off the bat that he could score the ball at a high clip. Um, his defense has been pretty passable right now, but you know, he's just, he's very electric, you know, out there when playing, you know, he's very, um, you know, can shoot from from range. He gets to the rim a little bit, but you know, I, th- I definitely think we're going to see Bones uh, play regular rotation minutes on Saturday. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is is Jokic is the guy. That's what I'm hearing, right? He he's the number yep. one MVP Absolutely. caliber year again. So you you said you watched the game tonight. I don't know how much of the game you watched, but you know, Christian Wood has arguably been mm-hmm. the Rockets' best player over the over the first couple of games, in my opinion. Now that you know, could be disputed, and I, I'd be willing to debate anyone on that. But I feel like I have a pretty strong argument that Christian Wood has been, you know, the best, the the most consistent, I should say, of the Rockets this year. So, what do you think a matchup between uh, Christian Wood and Nikola Jokic could look like on Saturday? I think it's going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, last year I think uh, in the games that I watched against the Rockets, uh, Wood gave Jokic a little bit of problem, a little bit of a problem on the perimeter. Um, you know, being able to kind of drive to the rim from from the three-point line, um, stretch him out from three as well. Um, you know, being kind of an athletic big, uh, even though he's not that strong, gives Jokic a little bit of problem sometimes, you know, going up against kind of like the top-tier athletes who I think Wood is probably fits that category. Um, but I think it's going to be a great matchup, you know, and then also with the guards too as well. Um, you know, KPJ and Jalen Green against Will Barton and, and Porter Jr., I think that's going to be a good matchup too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Wood and, and Jokic definitely is going to be fun to watch. And I think Wood and I think Wood's going to have a you know I think he's going to have a pretty good game against Jokic just because his skill set is kind of um, where Jokic struggles on defense. 
Yeah, I think the Rockets are not going to get very far if Christian Wood does not have a good game. Yep. And it, we saw that last year. We saw that last year, you know, things started to go south with Rockets when Christian Wood went down with an injury. And I would hate mm-hmm. to see what this team looks like without Christian Wood on it because, you know, he's averaging 20 and 12 to start the year. Uh, you know, he, he nearly had a double-double in the you know, first quarter of today's game. And, you know, I think, I think we're starting to see Christian Wood really come into his own. And I hope that he can stay healthy because if he can, I think, you know, we're finally going to see Christian Wood at his full potential. And hopefully he can prove, I think he has so far, but if he can be, it, it, I hope that his timeline can match up with the Rockets because I really do think it's hard to find a center um, that can that can be what Christian Wood can be, um, and I think, and I think with, with where Christian Wood is right now, that is you know that's like the where the Rockets' direction can go in, and and I feel the same way about Shangun in a way. In fact, the way that I see it, if all goes well, I I think someday Shangun could be like a a Jokic light, like like a poor man's Jokic. I, I mean. I don't know how much of the how much of Shangun you've watched over the last couple of games, but do you agree mm-hmm. with what I'm putting down? Or am I? You can tell me. I know it's my show, but I welcome you as my guest. Say, Jeremy, you know you're way out of touch here. You're out of pocket with this, <laughs> but I see a little bit of Jokic in Shangun here. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, you know, in the pre-draft process where I did mainly a lot of my work scouting uh, Shingun, um, I haven't really watched. I've watched a few Rockets games uh, to start the year. I've watched about three. Um, you know, I, def- I, I definitely see um, your reasoning, though. I see um, the passing. You know, he had some really nice pass tonight where some no-look pass and transition where that, I was like, that reminds me of a young Jokic. Um, the three-pointer is, is a work in progress I've seen. Um, I think he's going to have to probably ch- alter his release a little bit. And then um, as far as like the post scoring, he's got a lot of, you know, post moves where he's got some counters and some fakes. That reminds me of Jokic as well. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see some of the similarities. Um, You know, the defense too is a little bit of a concern, but I mean, Jokic was not really the greatest defender either coming into the league as well. Um, I think the big, like the main difference is Jokic like a bit as a seven foot. He's like a solid seven foot and Sengun is more of like six, nine. So I think that's where Jokic kind of has the the edge, where he's much much bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I let you go, CT, I'm going to ask you what your prediction is for Saturday. Now, keep in mind, majority of our listeners are Rockets fans, and I will <laughs> give you the opportunity to uh, throw out your Twitter handle at the end of this if you care um, or if you dare. Um, if if you want to give your prediction for Saturday's game. Uh, Enter at your own risk. I'm I'm ready for the slander. Um, I'd probably say the game's at home for the Nuggets. So, um, you know, I think the Nuggets came, they're back-to-back losses right now against the Grizzlies. So I think they're going to come out pretty focused and and ready to go. So I'm going to say that the Nuggets are, I'm going to say the Nuggets are going to win. Sorry to the Houston fans. Sorry. And with that, you can now get off my show. Thank (laughs) you. No, no, CT, all love with you, brother. Uh, Thank you so much for hopping in very last minute. Uh, to give your insight on the Nuggets, feel free to drop your Twitter handle. Uh, you did just, you know, totally slander the Rockets now, so be careful. But uh, if, feel free to drop your Twitter and uh, <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find you and what you're working on. Yep. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Always great uh, hopping on, talking Rockets with you and, and uh, you know, NBA and draft in general. 
Um, you can follow me at CT Fazio 24 on Twitter. Um, you know, I've got some, uh, some draft content coming out soon with the college season coming out, uh, you know, pretty soon. So I'll be having some prospect analysis on that. And, uh, you know, I'll just be tweeting NBA and, and Nuggets basketball as well. So, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ctfazio24. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, CT, there is something that I would like to talk to you about. Do you watch the challenge? Do you know who CT is? Yes. Yes, I do. I've watched is the challenge. Is that why you go by CT? No, no. No, my name is uh, – okay. my name is – my initials are CT, so that's why. That's okay. why it's right, the name right. CT, yeah. This well, is is, see, I think CT is the challenge, though. I think he is the Michael mm-hmm. Jordan of the challenge. I, I agree. Thank you. I Thank agree you. with that. All right, all right. Thanks, CT. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate yeah, it. So I guess usually when Mike and I do the show, we do kind of like a mic drop at the end. Um, and I guess now I'll, I'll do my version of the mic drop talking about uh, the challenge here. But, yeah, CT is the go to the challenge. If anyone wants to challenge me on that, for those of you that do watch the challenge out there, we got, I mean, people can say Johnny Bananas. People can say, uh, you know, maybe Laurel, Cara. If you say Cara Maria, though, and you're coming at me in my DMs, that is an auto block. I do not appreciate Cara Maria as the GOAT. You know, she seems like a lovely person outside of the challenge. The challenge is just a TV show. I do not take what is seen on camera on TV show as who they are as a person, but I do not believe that Carmaria is the best person we've seen on the challenge uh, in terms of a competitor. But if you do watch the challenge, feel free to talk about that with me on Twitter because I'm not just a basketball guy. I'm way more than that. So uh, feel free, hit me up on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, uh, and we can talk We can talk basketball, we can talk Rockets, we can talk about whatever you'd like as long as I know what you're talking about. Because if, if you're talking about like opera and ballet, or like, I don't know, like, or food. Like if you're talking to me about like exotic fruits, I really can't help you. If you not know a lot about exotic fruits, you need to pick up a cookbook or two on that subject. But I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. Head to our website, www.thedreamshake.com. Home of all things Houston Rockets on estimation.com. How pretty smooth, wasn't it? Uh, Be sure to also subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And tune in Saturday evening. We won't have to do Dream Take After Dark on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, um, for the next episode, considering we have a 4 p.m. Central tip against the Denver Nuggets. So be sure to tune in to the Rockets there. And after the game, we'll be back either on Spotify Green Room. Might do a Twitter episode here definitely soon. I think for the Pistons game next week, with it being Cade versus Jalen, I think we might try Twitter for that. But I do have to talk to my co-pilot, Mike and Ray, to set that up. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. 
it's magical.